Hey there, folks. It's Paul here, the Impulsive Culinarian, and welcome to this episode of the weekly IC podcast today, February 10th, 2020. So just a quick reminder, if you need some help finding any last minute recipes for Valentine's Day, there are loads of great ideas over at ImpulsiveCulinarian.com. So check out the recipes page there and you'll find all of my recipes categorized by main ingredient, by holiday, by cuisine, by dietary restriction, you name it. I'm sure there's something that will be just right for the occasion. But of course, you know, sometimes just a bottle of wine is all you need. And regardless, good luck in your romantic adventures. I hope your Valentine's Day will be wonderful. So we're halfway through the long root cellar months, as I like to call them. Seasonal produce pickings are really slim. There's only so many beets and cabbages we can eat, after all. But uh, I've got a few interesting options up my sleeve in the weeks to come. So I promise I will do my best to help you get through the last couple dreary, obnoxious months of winter with some amazing recipes to brighten up our culinary day, okay? Now, welcome to week one of a two-week-long series focused on Italian cuisine. This is such an important culinary destination for me and for many people, not only because of how prominent it is, but also because of how historic and meaningful Italian cooking has been over you know the vast expanse of time as we know it. As far back as 400 BC, you can trace the roots of Italian cooking long before Italy even existed before anything we're familiar with today existed, right? So such an important part of who we are as culinarians today can be derived, at least in some small way, to the influences of Italian cooking. And when I think Italian cooking, I think tomatoes, right? One of the first things that comes to mind. But ironically, tomatoes are actually comparatively a recent addition to Italian cuisine, like 18th century or so which is odd given how prominent tomatoes are in everything we know today about Italian cooking, sauces, ragu, pizza, you name it. So just a little factoid. But there's another real testament that we can attribute to any of the founding cuisine, and that is, of course, their wine. When a region is as renowned as Italy for such varieties of grape as, you know, Sangiovese, Nebbiolo, uh, Friulano, and there's a lot of others. This, this is a capital achievement as a culture, as a people. You know, such history and unique culinary identity. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> you know, to cook and enjoy authentic Italian food is really to relive a bit of history, essentially, whether we know we're doing it or not. So taking a look back at a couple weeks ago, you may have seen some of the videos in my two-week series focused on authentic Swedish cooking. And guys, that was so much fun. I learned a lot. And something that was not in the videos was uh, that I actually found and purchased early on in that series, a jar of authentic lingonberry preserves. So delicious. Kind of like a, a variant of cranberry, almost. But they're kind of smaller and a little more subtle. It, it paired perfectly with the Swedish meatballs. No question about that. That's the traditional way to eat them. And for the record, super delicious on toasted croissant in the morning. Trust me, a little fusion there. Uh, I enjoyed that several mornings. Anyhow, all of those videos from the Swedish series are available for you on my YouTube channel with full recipes and instructions on their own dedicated pages at my site, impulsiveculinarian.com. And by the way, on that site, no big stories eh? on the recipe pages, no reams of fluffy text to scroll through. I love this. No, just the ingredients, <laughs> the instructions. That is it. You know what I'm talking about. You've been to those pages before. 
I like to cut right to the chase. So feel free to check those out. Lots of Swedish culinary fun going on there. So now let's jump back to the present and talk about the current recipe videos that have been posted to my YouTube channel in this first delicious week of authentic Italian cooking. They are as follows. Last Tuesday, as part of the Allergen Friendly series, I knew in my heart that the only way to kick off this series was by paying tribute to probably the most important staple of true Italian cooking, and that is, of course, pasta. The pasta. So in keeping with my promise to take on the most obvious allergen culprits in any cooking environment, the radar is squarely focused on gluten in this episode, obviously. I mean, seriously, what kind of culinarian would I be if I did Italian cuisine without bringing you a killer gluten-free pasta recipe, right? So that's how the series kicks off. Just a few simple ingredients, a bit of technique, and the end result, some really delicious homemade gluten-free pasta made from scratch that you'll be completely proud to serve to all your guests, gluten intolerant or not, Italian or not, fussy or not. This recipe is for you guys, so go check it out. More importantly, try it out and write to me to tell me how many compliments you got at the dinner table, okay? Successo in cucina! Mm. Now, as part of the healthy recipe series last Thursday, I really wanted to do pumpkin risotto. I had had this on the brain for longer than I can tell you. Now, the thing is, <laughs> good luck finding a fresh pumpkin in, like, February, right? So... What many chefs do in the off-season to make this dish called risotto di zucca is to substitute pumpkin with butternut squash, which is, of course, you can get all year long. I mean, if you, for some strange reason, there was a 13th month added to the calendar, you'd go to the grocery store, you'd find three things, craft dinner, English cucumbers, and butternut squash, <laughs> maybe Cheerios. That stuff never runs out. Anyway, so last Thursday, I posted a video for delicious risotto di zucca done with vegetable broth and carefully measuring every you know tiny ounce of butter or oil to make sure it's not overboard. It's a healthy recipe after all, but it's still irresistibly delicious. So hopefully you'll go check that out as well. Now, of course, the third video of the week, which came out on a Saturday, just past Saturday, the main event is part of the International Cuisine Series, representing Italia, number 13, Fare Tridici, my Italian ragu recipe. Hey, where are you going? Ragu. You cannot do Italian fare without a killer ragu. Slowly simmered, top-notch ingredients. And you make this well in advance so you can build up that incredible flavor. It's always better on day two. Always. And of course, it's used in almost everything. So to create even more spectacular dishes, that's why you make it in advance. Anyway, which I will also gladly tell you about more next week. So be sure to have a look at my recipe for Italian ragu over on my YouTube channel. So those are the latest three new recipe videos every single week, complete with links to the full recipes and instructions on impulsiveculinarian.com. I hope you enjoy. So looking ahead, there are plenty more wonderful Italian recipes in store for the week to come, including, I'll tell you a little bit about this one. I can't resist. It's a crazy recipe that I discovered in my research. And it caught my attention because it's definitely not a mainstream dish. In fact, I had never really heard of it before. And even Google, you know, led me to just these vague references. So I dug quite deep for this using a lot of auto-translate, you know, to try and glean the roots of this treasured process, which is called alla napoletana, slow-cooked anything. 
has gotten nothing on this technique. I mean, we're talking old school here, and I am so thankful to have had the opportunity to learn it. So check that out next week. Uh, I'll, I'll, I won't go into details about the other ones. We're going to save some surprising. But actually, this one that I'm telling you about, the Ala Napolitana, is available tomorrow. So starting tomorrow, you can see the first of my next three videos. <laughs> so stay tuned to my YouTube channel. So there you have it, folks. That's the story this week, bringing you up to date on everything from the IC community. A special shout out to all of you new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I wish you all much culinary success and invite you to join the conversation. You can find Impulsive Culinarian and the community therein on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, even TikTok. I know. Drop me a line. I would love to hear from you. Now, let me just wrap up, as always, by encouraging you to think about ways to promote more sustainable food practices by eating local produce whenever possible, buying seasonal ingredients and knowing where your food comes from. So important befriend your farmer, your fishmonger, and especially your butcher. Make them all part of your culinary routine. And most of all, have fun in the kitchen. Invite the kids to help. It will definitely I speak from experience. It will make a difference in their lives. My name is Paul, the Impulsive Culinarian. Happy cooking.